There's a lot here, and I just want to touch on the first reading briefly and then get into the gospel. But um, besides being the Word of God, the letter to the Hebrews, like many other scriptures, also give us some historical reference, some context. And when you read what the early church looked like, it wasn't of the upper class and the conquering and those like always winning. Because they were loving Jesus, they were getting everything they wanted. On the contrary, you read, you suffered. As soon as you were enlightened, you were in a great suffering. You were publicly exposed, exposed to abuse. You joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because of your faith. It just went on, it's just emphasizing like, being Christian never meant, therefore you get what you want. Nothing bad will ever happen to you. And on the contrary, the Christian faith was never embraced. So often we think about groups in our day and age who are like, well, they're suffering, they're, no one understands them, they're being persecuted for who they are. Who can better appreciate that than the Christian? Our roots started in persecution. And if we're not suffering in some way, we'll probably talk about that on Sunday with the Beatitudes, but blessed are you who are persecuted. From the very beginning, the church went through that. The gospel kind of picks it up again, and you can imagine the early Christians maybe hearing some of these images that the, the apostles were passing on, that the kingdom of heaven is like a great general who comes and destroys all your enemies. And anyone who makes fun of you, they're struck by lightning. Like that's not the way the kingdom was explained. Why isn't it happening? Why isn't he coming back? Why are we suffering? Why are we having our property confiscated? How come the kingdom of heaven and the message of Jesus Christ isn't being published in the headlines and reigned by the values of all the politicians today. How come that hasn't happened yet? Well, we shouldn't be surprised at all because the kingdom of heaven was never going to be like that. It's always described in this little way of a mustard seed or a little grain that we're expecting it to change drastically and instead it only grows gradually. Actually, there are two little things I wanted to take away from this. First of all, that it grows by itself. The seed of our faith, we have that moment of conversion, and we, we want to bring about great change, and we're doing all these commitments and, and a list of things we're trying to do differently and, and taking on great disciplines maybe, and we're not seeing any change right away. This is hard. How come I'm still going to confession for the same stuff? Maybe I haven't really found the kingdom of heaven. Our Lord says that's not what you're supposed to look for. It grows gradually. It starts as a mustard seed, small, seemingly unnoticeable changes. Ever stared at a plant and watch it grow? At 9 a.m., come back again at 10 a.m. Has it changed? Not really. Oh, but it has. You just can't see it. A lot going on on that microbiological level. Anyway. So it is gradual and it is God's work. And all we do is lend ourselves to Him, try to follow as best we can. When we fall, we go back to confession and we're patiently working our way towards Him. We're patiently becoming more like Him, allowing His life to become more dominant in our decisions, in our values, in our attitudes towards ourselves, towards others, towards God. The kingdom of heaven is very much now present and yet not yet fully grown. Whether that's the church throughout the world or the seed of grace in my own heart. The kingdom of heaven is growing, though we know not how. Right? The farmer comes out and he sees this growth. He's like, well, how'd that get there? I didn't really, it's disproportionate to what I've done. 
be patient. We simply ask the Holy Spirit to, to water the seeds that have been sown already in our lives, to help our mind and our prayer reflect a lot on what's been done for us. So we live by that faith more and more. We live a life according to that faith. And we reinforce the work of the Holy Spirit. In the midst of joys, or in the midst of trials, difficulties, sufferings from within our own broken hearts, or sufferings from around us. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.